guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Talk Podcast. I am Alana with Lauren. Tierra. We finally figured wow. it out. Wow. <laughs> After how many episodes did it talk over each other? Um, so yeah, we're hoping you guys have a good week if you're American and celebrating Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving if you are not. I hope you enjoy your meal in general because I know y'all still be eating. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I think, Lauren, do you have a question to start us off today, or do you want to dive right into the topic? No, I have a question. Um, I think it it can tie into what we're going to be talking about today, and I hope y'all don't feel uncomfortable with this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So, um, <laughs> the question is, as a black woman, what makes you feel beautiful? Mm. I would have to say my hair. I've always, and I have really thick, quote unquote, difficult hair because my hair is so thick. It is, um, I believe, 4C, which. <laughs> Girl. I've, my mom has broken a comb in my hair before when I was a kid. So even with all that and the media showing that like straight hair is beautiful i really think my best asset is my hair that's a good one for sure i think it's the thing that has us stand out the most out of all of our all the races um just because it's so different it's the most different like you have straight and you have a wavy and then you have, like, people with curly, like, Shirley Temple curls, but, like, then you have black hair. And that can be very different. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know. Lauren, do you have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting out this question. I'm not trying to. I just don't have an answer at the moment. Um, I think my presence, and I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I'm just saying the fact that there's people out here who genuinely want to be black. <laughs> that is true. Lip fillers is on the rise. Um. <laughs> like knowing I can that I can just stand there and be my own person and somebody's looking at me wishing they were me. Not me specifically, but just being black and the the power that comes with just being myself and being a black woman, you know? So I yeah. think that's one thing that I thought uh, <clears throat> made me feel beautiful in that sense. I get you. There's definitely there's this desire for a lot of people to um, cosplay as black. I think that also has to do with the fact that there's a lot of people hating that the fact that they're white um for various reasons um but yeah i agree um i guess for me the thing i like most about being black is just um my skin tone um it was not something i always liked growing up but it's something that i've come to like as a young adult um and liking my skin tone for what it is um knowing that almost 
every single color I wear is going to look good on me. Um, mm-hmm. Because not to like sound cocky, but like I think a lot of black girls in our skin tone are always complimented on what we have on, on it, if it's, especially if it's a brighter or, or very rich color, just because it matches our skin tone or it complements our skin tone very well. Um, but yeah, I would just say my skin. Amen to that. Yeah, so today's topic, um, Tiara sent us a video. I don't know, Tiara, if you want to talk about what prompted you to send the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just go on these YouTube deep dives over either social topics or controversial topics, and I came across this video um we'll put the video in the description box but it's basically uh, the title of the video was um baby mother culture being toxic and that's what we're going to discuss today awesome for sure. So we will leave the video down in the description of our episode notes um, so you can watch it for yourself. But the video was posted by her name, right? I'm horrible at names. Um, the Mademoiselle on YouTube. Um, I think she posts, I've seen a couple of her videos before and she just sort of mm-hmm. about block commentary overall. But yeah, like Tia said, it's about the toxicity of. Um, baby mama baby daddy culture um i don't know if anyone has some thoughts they wanted to start with i can start um well uh, i think with this we have to start from teen pregnancy and work up Mm -hmm. because i feel like teen pregnancy is very normalized um and it shouldn't be (laughs) because having a child is for one a lifelong commitment to whoever you had that child with whether you talk to that person or not you have a lifelong tie to them and trying to raise a kid being a kid is not okay (laughs) It's it's like if someone handed me the keys to a bank and said, you have to run this bank now and I'm going to walk away. And like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. So then we roll into maybe being a single adult and just having a kid with and and the reasons to have a kid should not include financial reasons they should not include selfish reasons they should not include reasons to keep somebody Hmm. and i just lost my train of thought where was i going with this oh i found it okay so yeah just being a single adult having a child for a selfish reason is not okay. I know everybody doesn't do it, 
and I understand that some things do happen, but I don't think the goal should be let me have this kid even though I'm not financially stable, even though I'm not mentally stable to have a kid. And I think that's what the problem is, that having a kid is a very big decision that a lot of people take very lightly. For sure. I think you're right. I think at one point, like first I want to preface by saying that there's a difference between being a, like a parent who is unwed and has a child versus being like a baby mom or baby daddy. I think she was also hinting at like the mentality of that sort of community. Like yeah. you said, teen pregnancy and like being a single parent in the black community, especially a single mom is like, we should advocate for those who are single mothers and lift them up and help get the resources to raise their children. Um, but I feel like we've gotten to the point where we, um, like she said, like we put it on a pedestal to where girls are literally out here thinking I'll just like, it's a, like, it's like, it's some badge of honor, you know, like it's something they have mm-hmm. to earn. Like they would rather, like some girls would rather be a single mother than to be, or like choose to willingly go down that path over and over again than to like get married and have a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I do think like she had a point of like, there's, there really is a difference between at the beginning, she was sort of like, if you don't fall in these three categories, I'm not talking about you if you're a single parent. And that does erase a lot of people, but there are still quite a few people who definitely fall into that baby mama, baby daddy, drama type mindset. I just had kids just to have kids or to keep somebody like you said, Tiara. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, you do kids a disservice. Mm-hmm. Lauren, do you have anything to add? Um, I girl, think... I got I got a rabbit hole that we finna get <laughs> Um, I think that a lot of people in this day day and age, not even just teenagers, but young adults our age, have switched the mindset to where marriage is more of a task than having a kid, or they think it's more of a responsibility than having a kid. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't understand that because. With the divorce, that's not easy and it's expensive, but you can walk away with a person with no ties outside yeah, ties, of yeah. not not having a not tied down by a child. Whereas if whether you're married or not, there's always gonna be a child in your life and you're always gonna be tied to that person. So I just kinda don't understand people who think of it from that perspective as as if having a child is easier than getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a child is not only hard. Like before the child comes into the world, it is hard. Like giving birth is Girl. a beautiful yet dangerous process because that is the closest that you will get to death <laughs> is giving birth, and especially with the um, the rate of when a non-white person gives birth or even a black woman goes and gives birth they may or may not get the same care as a white woman or a white passing woman yeah so 
there's there's just a lot of things to consider before having a kid and I feel like people don't think about those things like okay not only giving birth might be dangerous but when you when the child is here that child needs diapers that child needs wipes that child needs Similac if you cannot breastfeed and that stuff I just go down the baby aisle at any store one day and just look at those prices just just look (laughs) at them (laughs) just go look at them like that that is a form of birth control for me is looking here i'm like these diapers are like 50 dollars and you have to buy as many diapers as that child needs (laughs) so yeah like there's a i feel like there's a mental checklist people need to go through before having a child and like a physical slash financial checklist into what it takes to raise a child yeah it that is very true it takes a lot and lauren i think you made a you just made a point about people think marriage is just harder um I see a lot of people, especially like black men saying like, you know, marriage is a piece of paper, like it's nothing um, or it doesn't matter. Um, but it deep down does because marriage is also tied to the state and law and money. And if you're going, like she said, like Deirdre said, like it's a really risky, like being pregnant and giving birth, like you run the risk of dying each and every single time. Mm-hmm. And it is risky to have birth, give birth to people that you don't know, like give birth to children with people that you don't know their character. Are they going to stay around? Are they going to help you? Like when you are married, you have a legal protection to guarantee that they are going to like provide for these children, even if you guys separate and get a divorce. Um, They're going to still have to pay child support. It's just, it's a better situation to be in to be with somebody, one, that you know well and you're committed, but also, two, that if you can be, you could be married. It's just, like, the... It's the safest situation for everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, marriage, I feel like, is more... There's more security. Like, if I have been with you enough to go through the process of marrying you, then... I feel like that's when you can start having conversations about children. Like, seriously considering having children. Because I do feel like some people are single parents because just things happened and life just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, I was raised in a two-parent home up until I was 12 years old. And then... From then on, I was raised by my mom. So, not saying my mom did a bad job. She did not do a bad job. She did a great job with me and my my sisters. But I could tell it was a little more difficult for her versus yeah. when I was being raised in a two-parent home with my dad being there every day and me seeing him every day. So, if you have the option to give your child to parents like why wouldn't you want that Mm -hmm. for sure i think there's also something to be said about my sister um 
her boyfriend have a child together and but there's something to be said about those who you know it happened and they decided to move forward and be the best parents that they can be to a child and co-parent well without drama and they've done that for a while like they, they they've never had much drama like obviously trying to figure out how to take care of a 17 month old can be challenging at times but yeah. like there are ways for you to be a good parent and avoid the ma- like the baby mama baby daddy drama yeah, it I is it is literally drama, drama. Like, it's ridiculous it's like it's a it's a like it's a tv show it's a mm-hmm. movie like it's that's how some kids lives are unfortunately and like i see that we see that way too much like in our media as well people but we also see it in our community a ton like you can just go out and go eat someplace I guarantee you that it's like predominantly black, like a restaurant department before point. You can definitely see the ramifications of it. Yeah. Like even if the father is not like present or even if like you can just see it and how the mo- how certain mothers interact with their children or how like if they're still together, how they talk to each like you should, can just see how it's proliferated for sure. Like you can just see the drama of pe- two people who should not have had children together and don't know how to co-parent properly. Oh, you brought up a good point. Um, yeah. Okay. So you said your sister co-parents um, her children, which I think is a great thing. Like, if something does happen with the between two people and your relationship with each other can't stay together. I do think it's very important to still keep a healthy relationship with a child. Yeah. Because even if you're not together, if that child sees that, okay, even though my parents aren't together, they still get along, then I feel like that is is more positive than yes. the drama. <laughs> because that's that's what that is. It's, it's drama. Using your child as a pawn is not okay. Yes. And, and there just, are people that do that. Yes, a lot. There are plenty of videos you can pull up that happening. And there's a video of this little girl. This dad went and had her and her brother, both his kids, with this lady. And he took them for the weekend or the week or whatever. And he took his son to get his hair, like, you know, those salons where they cut hair and also do braids for little girls. So they, yeah. he took him to get his hair cut, and she got her hair done. The mom was mad and decided to cut her braids out of her head in the front lawn because she was a hairdresser herself and he could have just talked to her. She cut the braids out of the girl's head and probably cut her own hair as well. And the daughter is just standing in the lawn screaming and crying. And like she's four or five, so she's never going to forget that. Yeah, that is that is traumatizing. That is that is literal trauma. And I feel like as a community we need to stop passing on trauma to our children and that is what keeps me from having children is I don't want to pass on trauma to them so if I and that that is so sad that is terrible like that that happened to her and I have a friend his brother has a kid with this lady (laughs) but she she uses the kids as a pawn towards him by 
basically saying he can't see the kids unless he pays this stupid astronomical number in child support. <laughs> How which much is it? It's like like she's t- she took him to court and the court systems needs to change with this too, in, the, in my personal opinion. But he has to pay like I think like twelve hundred dollars a month for one kid. Mm. So but daycare is so expensive. Daycare can be a thousand dollars a month yeah, for one kid. Daycare, daycare is expensive. Daycare is sometimes more money than people's rent, which yes. I think is insane. <laughs> for people to watch your some for many of these people, not all, to watch your kids that they don't care about. But yeah. I digress. <laughs> so that's another thing is you should be careful about the people you have children with and i don't think enough thought is put into that either whether whether you're a guy or a woman like even guys should be like okay if i get her pregnant this is what i have for the rest of my life and i think it's just pushed on on girls and women too much to not get pregnant and it's not pushed enough on boys and men to think about the decision you're making and also think about if I get this person pregnant this is now a lifelong commitment to this person yeah I hear that this should bring up the point that it's not just 18 years. I don't know why people like saying that. Because if your child yeah, is sick normal. with cancer at 26, you're, are you just not going to help them? You're not going to take care of them? No. Of course you're not going to not help them. It's a lifelong commitment till both of you die. Yeah. No, like, literally. Like, I still call my mom every day. Every single day, me and my mom talk. I ask her for advice. And, you know, like, just because your child is 18 does not mean you have taught them everything and now they don't need you anymore i feel like i need my mom more than i needed her as a kid (laughs) so yeah i definitely don't agree with oh when the kid turns 18 then i'm done no you're you're not done (laughs) yeah and it's only from a money or legal perspective that's Mm -hmm. literally the only reason people say that and i feel like that's a really bad mindset to have because I feel like that also in the galaxy emotional like you're talking about the emotional need the the guidance need because a child at 17 i didn't know anything i still don't know much and like <laughs> like i don't know how you expect a 17 18 year old to figure things out on their own and just like wash your hands of them metaphorically speaking i don't know that's weird yeah yeah i always thought it was kind of sad when I would hear people say they moved out between the ages of like 16 and 18 or people that are like yeah my my mom put me out at 18 like on my 18th birthday and yes sir I'm just like why <laughs> like I get the wanting yeah and I think I feel like that's so unfair because like mm-hmm. the child's never paid a bill they've never paid rent they've probably never put so many of these kids are not equipped to like live in the real world and right. you just really put an animal out there to like not an animal but like from a metaphor perspective you put like a duckling out there or like 
a little bird to fly that has not fully developed its ability to fly mm-hmm. instead of just saying like okay if you're going to continue living here you need to contribute to these bills groceries xyz pay your phone bill that's a much better situation to get them acclimated to the real mm-hmm. world instead of just throwing them out of the nest yeah i don't know sorry lauren here <laughs> i've been talking i don't want to take from and i really i didn't have anything to say so How do you how do you guys feel about um, what's appropriate? Because now we live in like this social media culture, but what's appropriate to post when it comes to children? What do you mean? Define appropriate. Um. Me, okay, so me personally, I'm just a really private person. So if I were to ever have a kid, I don't believe I would post them a lot on social media. But there are some people that, like, they, like, post their kids every single day or they have, um, or their kids have a YouTube channel or like the family YouTube channels. Like, how do you guys feel about those things? I feel like there is a way to do it tastefully and protecting your child's innocence and future. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of those YouTube families are fake um, and they do not <laughs> care about their child's innocence and childhood and future. Um, there's a way to do it without exploiting your child. Okay. I feel like I I follow a few people on my Instagram. Like they'll show family photos. Sometimes they'll like their kid will be on their story, but they don't exploit their child. Yeah. Yeah, I could never really get into like the family YouTube videos because they always seemed really. I feel like the word forced is too harsh. It seemed just really um, orchestrated. Yes. Or staged. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's strange to watch because I just, I don't get the feeling they're trying to portray. (laughs) I just get, man, this, this looks really fake. Like, Even the way they interact with their kids, it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. Um, a couple, oh, they'll remain nameless, but <laughs> there are a couple YouTubers channels that come to mind that mm-hmm. seem as if they only have children just to increase their viewership and create drama around their child- children's birth. And I'm sure people can figure out if you're a black American, you know who I'm talking about, but it's just sort of sad, for sure. But do you guys think that, do you think that 
I don't want to say this in relation to being a single parent or not being married because like we've said time and time again in this there's a difference between being a single parent and being like having a baby mama baby daddy mentality um there's a big difference um but do you think like the black community even uplifts two-parent households or Mm -hmm. uplifts marriage as a goal in general for anybody not a goal but like just uplifts it and says like yes this is a good thing do y'all think that's something that happens in our mainstream like conversations in media I feel like it didn't happen at first. I feel like the this is starting to change and it's starting to happen. But no. <laughs> like, I've never, um, when it comes to, like, black media, it, it does glorify it a little bit. But I feel like now there's, like, a tide is changing and we should glorify two-parent households (laughs) because I really feel like a child needs two parents to probably and I'm not and I'm not saying like if something tragic happens if or if you and that person just don't get along like even co-parenting is still your child having two parents Mm -hmm. so like I do feel like it's really dangerous that mentality of I just had a kid with this dude and I'm going to put him on child support and continue living my life or like, <laughs> like that is not okay yeah or giving her or him hell on earth in relation to spending time with her child when they want to be oppressive like if they don't want to be with you that's not the same thing as them not wanting to be in their kid's life mm-hmm. and that's and that's this. another thing yeah that that's another thing Um, and that's another thing is uh, Alana what did you say again (laughs) um you being like you being um them not wanting to be with you doesn't give you a right okay make it hell yes. on earth for them when they want to be with their child yes male or female there's there's a people need to differentiate me and you don't work but i still want to be in this child's life and just because that person is in your child's life does not mean like, that is great. That is great that a person wants to be in their child's life, but it does not mean that you two... That does not mean you two are on the track of getting back together. And I feel like that's what people do. And so when they see that and that person doesn't want to get back with them, they're like, okay, then you, I'm, you can't see the child anymore. I'm going to do all these things and put you on child support. And that's something child support (laughs) some people do need to be put on child support and there are some people that are responsible enough to still be involved financially and physically in their child's life and i do feel like people use child support as a pawn as well Mm, because I feel like child support should only be used when that person is not cooperating 
they're not putting in financially they're just not doing anything but if you have someone that's physically there financially there for their child all the time there is no reason to then put that person on child support and i think that just goes within in healthy co-parenting as well For sure. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Lauren. Um, not really. Just I think that just comes with a lot of hurt people and they haven't got over that hurt, so they're just kinda putting they're just not really thinking about the child's interests. And they're kinda just you know, dealing with their hurt in a way that's not helpful for that child. Yeah, hurt hurt people literally do hurt people. Like I've never understood that phrase until you know, just seeing certain things and situations of why people do things. And it's because they haven't gotten over something and that's really sad to see. Yeah. Because then you are passing trauma on to that child. For sure. But I feel like a one of the healthy kind of um, I guess a healthy example of raising a child in black media specifically is Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, their daughter. Um, I feel like they're doing a good job of guiding their child through life because your child is not someone you live through. Your child is not your second chance like that that child is going to eventually grow up to be an adult and have their own life. And I feel like with part of being a parent is teaching your child and guiding your child in how to navigate life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they do a good job of that. Yeah. Especially with having a a trans child. They do a very good thing. Good job of that. I think that, like you said, they're good examples um, and everyday people and they're with, like celebrities. I also think like a good recent example in the media of like a strong, well, one a strong marriage and then two a good um, child rearing mm. example would be with This Is Us. I don't know if any, like people people probably watch this. Um, with Randall and Beth and how they choose to um relate to one another as a married couple and relate to their children and also how to discipline and agree to disagree and have them create their own personalities and sort of support them um, in that. I think that we are starting to see the tide sort of turn back to um, focusing on one, marriages, but two, like, if not, like, healthy co-parenting relationships represented in our media and TV shows for Black people, like, slowly but surely, but... I just wonder how much of an effect did the media have versus what real life had on 
just the mess some people are in. Like yeah. how much of it was affected by black media versus how much of it was um, affected by like the real what you see every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question. Okay. Um, do y'all know, like, you know, when, when Father Day, Father's Day approaches every single year? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> On black Twitter, a lot of black men are like, okay, ladies, you had your moment Mother's Day. For those of us who are present fathers and give financially and spend time with our kids, let us have Father's Day. Don't make a Father's Day tweet about yourself. And, like, that is an argument every single year on Black Twitter. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I just was wondering your thoughts. Again, if the person is not there physically or financially, then sure. Because I, me personally, when, when Father's Day comes around, I get my mom something. Because she has to play the role, has had to have the to play the role of two parents even today she still has to play the role of two parents if that person if that dad is there in their lives do not make this father's day tweet about yourself (laughs) like that is so ridiculous like yes that the the child may live with you and you may see that child every day but if he is making an effort to see the child every day speak to the child every day spend quality time because there's a difference between just seeing your kid and spending quality time with them spend quality time with his children as much as he physically can then yeah give that man his father's day (laughs) i just i don't know i just feel as if I, like, if I could retweet what you just said to air, I would, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel as if it's not, a, it's a tough situation, um, for sure. Um, and I know the phrase single parent has to do with you um, being unmarried, but I think at this point in our culture has is stopped being that and stopped being, like, we're not together, which is not the same thing, or, like, I, I know a lot of girls, I've seen this a lot, and it actually does fuck me because there are true single mothers and single fathers out there. Like, they'll, I see it primarily with girls. They'll be like, oh, I'm a single parent. And I'm just like, y'all didn't work out. He, I know he sees his kid on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I know he talks to his child. I know he financially contributes. Y'all just don't work out, and you talk trash about him on the internet. That your child can pull up one day if they so choose. Like, you don't, I just feel like people are not thinking about the long game and the impact they're going to have on their child if they continue to have, like, a toxic mindset and a toxic relationship with the child's father or mother. Yeah. Because that's, like, that you're, like, sowing seeds of a potential generational issue. It's not just you. It's them. And then your grandkids. And then your great-grandkids. Like, if it's not nipped in the bud right now, it could be a whole lineage issue. Yeah, and just like just like with um, either teen pregnancy or even like young adult pregnancy, most likely if your kid if your kid got pregnant in high school, then you know that just starts a chain reaction <laughs> until someone is like, "I want to break this," or unless you do something different, then 
yeah what is expected of you to do if you do get pregnant young so I think it's interesting the young conversation because generations and generations and generations before us had children very young um Mm -hmm. I just think it's a societal expectation to change maybe I'm wrong um but I feel like if this were 1960 and it was a girl who got married at like the average girl got married like I don't know the number I'll just throw a number 20 21 like that's something different because the expectations were different then um the standards were like um different then I just think the age conversation is sort of interesting because I know some people want kids young and some people don't I just I find it an interesting point I am too selfish to have a child right now I I need to um, get rid of that <laughs> before I have a child. I have not but not saying that you can't do what you want to do with your life if you have a kid. But for me personally, a kid would hinder me more than anything. So I think right now for me, having a kid would not be beneficial to that child because I would be a bitter person <laughs> because I would have to put my dreams on hold to raise that kid and I don't ever want someone to feel like they took something from me in order for the betterment of them in like a negative way so that's why I would not want to have kids young. I feel like there's pros and cons to having a child younger versus then maybe like mid thirties or something. I agree. Um, I get what you're saying. I think another question I have is like for both of you, do you feel as if you'll ever be ready? Is there like a moment where you're like a hundred, everybody's a hundred percent like, every person reaches a moment where they're 100% ready for marriage or to have a child? Or do you think it's just like, you're like 75% ready, so you go ahead and go for it? Because like, I don't know, maybe I'm of the belief that you're never 100% ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you think you're ready for things. And I think when it comes to children, you will always just be 75% ready. If you if you take the steps of being mentally prepared and mentally healthy to raise a child, making sure the relationship with the person you're raising a child with is stable enough to bring a child into the world, and also making sure you're financially financially ready to have a child because it takes money to raise children. <laughs> and... I feel like that needs to be said a lot more than it is being said. Like, having a kid is expensive. It is not cheap. It is one of the most expensive things you'll do is have a child. So if you feel like you have all those things checked off, then, yeah, you could have a kid. And I guess for me, that's what I feel like I have to have checked off before I have a kid. And even then, I don't even know if I still want to have a child because I don't know yet. <laughs> but, yeah. Lauren, what about you? 
Um, I think you'll never, there'll never be a time where you're 100% certain, but like you were saying, if you feel like you can financially and emotionally be there for a child and you're with a person that can contribute the same needs and benefits for that child, then, I mean, you can't wait forever, so sometimes you just have to do it. <laughs> How do you, how do you, um, to feel about single women, like, um, getting inseminated to have children? I think, I think it's cool because if you're mentally, physically, emotionally, financially ready to have a child and you don't have a partner, but you have a good supportive group of people, mm -hmm. then... I think that's, you know, that's that's totally your decision. But how do you guys feel about that? Um, I prefer, I would prefer to have like a partner just because I wouldn't want to raise a child by myself, even if I knew I had to have good people around me. I think I just am traditional in that sense where I would like to just have like you know a family setting, not just. Me you by myself. A child, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with Lauren. I would definitely prefer um, to be in a, like, to obviously be in a secure marriage before having a child. Um, but I, like, more power to those women. But I will also have to say that those people the secure community you have, they also have lives and more than likely jobs and children that they are taking care of themselves so it's not the same as like a committed partner yeah yeah i mean they could definitely help out but it's i just i don't think it's the the same degree like it's too much expected them to do that mm -hmm. well do you guys have anything else i would just say like choose like be a Work on you and be a whole person um, first. If you are someone who had a, like you know a child young or you're a single parent, um, you can still do that and work on yourself and work on all the assets and like emotional health, mental health, um, financial well-being, etc. Um, at the moment, but I would just say like, be as secure in yourself and secure in who you are before you branch out and have a child or have another child um but i also say be very careful in who you choose to make your life partner and who you choose to have children with or continue to have children with um yeah it's not just you you know kid, kids are not pawns they're not meal tickets they are human beings and more thought and care needs to be put into the decision of having children because having a child is not for 18 years. Having a child is forever. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. Also, it's laughing because it's sad that it has to be sad, but. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is sad that it, it has to be sad, but. Yeah, I agree. Alana, did you want to close it out? Uh, you can if you want. Uh, it's your idea, and I love this. Uh, I not love this topic. Topic. I really like it because I think there's a lot of nuance to it. But you can close it, team. 
All right. Well, this has been another episode of Black Talk with myself, Alana, and Lauren. Um, please make sure you guys watch the video from the Mademoiselle. Is that right, Alana? Yes. Yeah, we'll have, that, we'll have that in the description bo- box. But um, yeah, make sure you guys tune in next week for another episode of Black Talk. And be sure to follow us on all our social medias.